Amen. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God is good. And all the time, God is good. God has truly been so good to us. And I know that some of you may have had a tough week. Some of you may have had a trying week. But God has been good to you. The mere fact that you're alive today signifies how good God has been to you. And, and, and no matter how bad this week was, guess what? It could have been a whole lot worse. It could have been a whole lot worse. And so, again, we want to welcome you to our worship service this Sabbath day. Uh, of course, uh, we are not able to meet together, to, uh, but, but that's okay. We can worship God in spirit and in truth. And so, again, we just want to welcome you to the Daughter of Zion Church. Now, we do want to remind you to check out our Sabbath school broadcast that we had earlier today. Of course, we have adult Sabbath school classes, and we have our youth Sabbath school classes. And it's right there on our Facebook uh, page and our YouTube channel. And you can go back and look at the rebroadcast uh, that we had earlier uh, today. Now, this weekend, of course, is a very special weekend, and this whole month of April is a, a, a dynamic month because we are having a revival, and each weekend of this month, we will have a new speaker. And of course, this, this week, we have with us Pastor Dion Henry, a very dynamic speaker. You'll hear a little bit more about him later on in our worship service. Now, next Sabbath, next Sabbath is going to be actually another blessing because we're going to have with us Pastor Alexis Madrid, Pastor Alexis Madrid. Now, we do want to remind you, for the revival, uh, we will be broadcasting on Wednesday evening at 7 p.m., Wednesday evening at 7 p.m., or at Friday evening, uh, 7 p.m., and then Sabbath morning, we will have, of course, our revival. And every week, we will do this in the month of April, and so we're going to be on fire for the Lord on fire for the Lord. And, and the beautiful thing is not only will we have, of course, dynamic speakers, but we're going to have uh, dynamic singers, dynamic singers, individuals who are actually gospel artists who have their own actual uh, albums. And that's going to be a blessing. And we also have with us a Bible worker, Chaplain Aaron Newton, my brother. He's going to be working uh, all throughout this month. And those of you who actually have family members, co-workers, neighbors who you know need uh, to learn about the Lord and are interested in Bible studies, you can pass off that information to uh, my brother. And we're going to show you that, that, uh, that number that you can text that information to um, later on in our worship service. Now, we do want to let you know that there will be a Bible study later on uh, this afternoon, and we'll send out that information. Now, what we are going to ask, and I don't know if, Andre, you can help me out with this. We want to put up the text alert information. Again, for those of you who do not have, who have not signed up for the text alerts, please, all you simply have to do is uh, text the word D-O-Z, D-O-Z, to the number 28. 748-28748, and you will be signed up uh, for our text alerts, so you'll be able to know the different programs that we have going on, and of course, we do have Bible studies, and you'll be able to get those Zoom uh, uh, ID numbers to be a part of those Bible studies. We also want to let you know that on Tuesday nights, we have a prayer service at 9 p.m., and on Wednesday mornings, we have a prayer service, and we're always trying to do ministry here at the Daughter of Zion Church, even during this pandemic. And of course, we want to encourage you that during this pandemic, please be safe. And I like to say the three W's, wear a mask, uh, watch your distance, uh, wash your hands. You've got to be safe during these times, and I know that, of course, uh, the, the vaccine is out there, individuals taking the vaccine, but you still need to be safe. Please be safe. And so what we're going to do now, we're going to transition to the part of the service that everyone can participate in, and it is our offering. And again, 
Those of you who um, are interested in returning your tithe and offering or giving uh, an offering to the Lord. God's just been so good to you. Maybe you were able, praise the Lord, to get your tax return and you want to give something to the Lord. Uh, we are asking that you just simply go to our website, uh, www.doz, uh, or should I uh, sda.com, and then scroll down to the Adventist giving tab. Click on that and you can sign up uh, and you can return your tithe and offering that way. Or if you want to do something a little bit more faster and you have the cash app, uh, just go on your phone uh, on your cash app and put dollar sign D-O-Z-S-D-A and you can return a, uh, an offering or your tithe that way. Or you can mail it in to our P.O. box number. You can mail it in to our P.O. box number that's right there on the screen. Or uh, if you want to do it the good old-fashioned way, you can actually drive into the church. Now, we're not open. We're not open, but you can drive into the church uh, between the, the, the time of 10 a.m. Uh, to, to, to 11 a.m. You can drop off your tithe and offering. There will be a deacon at the door. You'll drop it off. Again, it's still the pandemic. We're not open, uh, but you can do that, and uh, you can give your uh, love offering to the Lord. And so this is what we want to encourage you to do. But at this time, we're going to invite up our Bible worker, our chaplain, my brother, um, and he's going to give us some information. Those of you who have family members uh, and loved ones, of course, uh, because even during this pandemic, we need to do our part in spreading the gospel. He's going to give us a little small charge of what we need to do, and then we'll, trans, uh, we'll, we'll transfer right into our intercessory prayer. Happy Sabbath, church family. Happy Sabbath, church family. Jesus is soon to come. We have so much to be overjoyed for because the person who loves us the most is coming soon. So we're in a meeting and during this meeting we should be excited because not only do we have special preachers, but we are all our special preachers in itself. There's a neighbor right now who's in need of a word. There's a loved one who's in need of a word. So what I charge to you today is that we go as the scripture says. Go and make disciples for Jesus. God has done so much great for us, so I ask that today we go out and we do the same. So if there's someone who's interested in a Bible study, if there's someone who's interested in special prayer, if there's someone who's interested in baptism, please text this number on the screen. The number is 561-334-19. 72. We are in a battle and we need to take this thing serious. Let's bring somebody with us to heaven. And we can do that with the help of the Spirit. But at this time, it is prayer time. And when we think of prayer, when we think of communication, I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but Whenever I call someone and I'm in, in near deed to speak to them, sometimes they don't answer their phone. Sometimes you get voicemail. Sometimes they're in a meeting and you have to text. The God of heaven is never too busy or in a meeting. We can just call on him and he will be there. We have a personal Lord who cares for us. So let us bow our heads as we speak to him now. Our gracious and kind Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to speak to us, Father. We thank you for the birds in the air. We thank you for the sunrise 
that hits us when we get out of bed. Father, we thank you for the air that we have to breathe. Father, we couldn't do nothing without you. So we're gracious this morning, this Sabbath morning, for you bring us to this day. We're gracious for this opportunity of worship. We're gracious for just the message that's going to be brought from your manservant today. Father, we ask that you be with your manservant, Pastor Henry, as he has to speak. Bless his family. Keep him, Lord. Anoint his tongue as he breaks the bread for us today. Father, we ask that you be with this church, daughter of Zion, Lord. Help us to go and make disciples of men. Lord, help us to realize how important it is to witness and tell others of your greatness and your goodness. Father, today we ask for those who are tuning in and just for the church, everyone, Lord, to create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us today, Lord. Cover us all from the crowns of our heads to the soles of our feet. Father, we thank you for it today and we thank you for this message. Bless all those who are sick, those who are dealing with the virus, those who are dealing with ailments, those who are dealing with emotional issues. Father, just keep them now, we pray. Please, Father, and help us, Lord, to care for our brother, to pray for our brother, and to be there for them in this time of need. We pray and ask this all only in the precious blood and name of Jesus. We ask all things. Amen. 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 And so as we continue in our worship service, uh, it is my privilege and honor uh, to introduce our speaker for the hour. Our speaker today is Pastor Dion Henry. Of course, he is a product of Christian education. Uh, he graduated from Oakwood uh, College. Uh, with a Bachelor's of Arts degree in Theology. He went on to Andrews University, received a Master's of Divinity there. Uh, he also received a demon, a Doctorate of Ministry from Andrews University, I believe, in Family Ministries. Uh, our speaker uh, today, Pastor Henry, uh, has been pastoring for over 24 years. Uh, he's pastored in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, he went on to the Central States Conference and pastored there. And presently, right now, he is a pastor in the Florida Conference, and he has a church in Orlando, Florida. Uh, our speaker today uh, is happily married. Uh, he has also been married for over 20 years uh, to his wife, Dylan. Uh, they have two children, two children, Michael and Hannah, and I believe both of them right now are enrolled at Oakwood University. Um, Pastor Henry, the thing that I admire about him, he is truly a humble individual, very gifted man of God, but yet very humble. Uh, he's a people person. He's approachable. And I remember uh, when I was trying to get picked up, you know my story, it took me a while to get picked up uh, as a pastor. Uh, but the thing that I admire about Pastor Henry, uh, he's like a big brother to me. He, uh, of course, encouraged me, uh, invited me to his church to preach, e even when I did not have a church of my own. Uh, and uh, he's always been very kind to me, and I always appreciated his advice and his friendship. And so, uh, after uh, musical selection uh, from Sister Monica Gray, uh, the next voice you will hear is my friend, my brother, uh, Pastor Dr. Uh, Dion Henry. Hear ye him. We need wisdom, we need power, and true love for each other. We have so many big but empty words so we come before your face lord we're asking for 
for your grace bring your people to a stage of kingdom life restore your church again touch your people once again with your precious holy hand we pray let your kingdom shine up Touch your peace. 
We want to praise God that through faith we could be made whole. Come on and say amen. Well, we just praise God for the wonderful blessings. We know that although we are still in a pandemic, the pandemic can't stop Jesus. I praise God that he's still the captain of the, of the ship, even in a storm. In fact, when you know that Jesus is the captain, you ought to just say hallelujah because you know that at the end you're going to be all right. And so I want to thank, first of all, your pastor. You have a mighty pastor. Uh, this man is a preacher of the word. He is a builder, and he loves Jesus. And I'm just so glad that I could call him my friend and just see him in ministry doing phenomenal things. And I know that God will continue to bless him in his ministry. And then we also want to just praise God for the DOZ church. Uh, this church has a rich tradition. And I just know that God is just continuing to raise you up higher and higher. We're climbing Jacob's ladder and every round goes higher and higher. We want to bring you right to the word now. And so I want you to turn to Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Dr. Luke has a word for us tonight in Luke chapter 9. The Bible says in Luke 9 verse 37, the synoptic gospels talk about this same story. The Bible says in Luke 9, verse 37, if you have the word at your home, just open up the word. If it's on your device, open up the device. But we're getting into the word tonight because we believe that power comes from the word. And so Luke chapter 9, verse 37 says this. It says, now it happened on the next day when they had come down from the mountain that a great multitude met him. Suddenly... A man from the multitude cried out saying, Teacher, I implore you, look at my son, for he is my only child. And behold, a spirit seizes him, and he suddenly cries out. It convulses him so that he foams at the mouth, my God, and it departs from him with great difficulty, bruising him. So I implored your disciples to cast it out. But the word of God says that they could not. And verse 41 says, then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. And the Bible says, and as he was still coming, the demon threw him down and convulsed him. Then Jesus, praise God, Jesus is on the scene. The word of God says Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the child, and gave him back to his father. Today I want to speak to you on the subject matter, desperate to be delivered desperate to be delivered father god we thank you we thank you father that you allowed us to be in this place we ask god that your spirit will overwhelm us and we ask that your spirit will teach us so that we might know thus saith the lord i ask god that hearts will be changed i ask father that we will understand what the word of God is saying and then Lord after the message we pray that we will be different because we have heard your word and we have invited the spirit of God into our hearts so that we might do what you're telling us to do hide this preacher behind the throne room of grace 
and help us to see your face high and lifted up in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Luke chapter 9, along with the other Gospels, mentioned this story. And if you do the background behind the story, you will discover that this story is rooted in change. It's rooted in change. In fact, the reality is uh, that change is inevitable. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can try to resist change, but how many people can be a witness today? Change will overcome you. Change. You, you can't, you can try to fight it. Uh, you could try to resist it. But there's something about change that will overcome you. There's the change of age. Uh, you would recognize this if you played sports and you would, at one time, you would go out and play all day. And you go back to go to bed and go the next morning and continue your duties. But, but there's something about age. <laughs> that, 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 and when age comes on you, you try to play all day, but then there's something called soreness. I wish I had helped somebody. Uh, the soreness tells you that there's something that you have to do before. You can't go out like you're 16. You gotta, you gotta do something. You gotta flex and stretch and change. The, you can fight change, but change will overpower you. There's some natural changes that will take place. And I've discovered in our society that everybody wants to hang on to the youth. The, 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 they want to hang on to how you looked at 25. Let me tell you something. I want to be a witness to you today. You can still look good at 45. Come on and say amen. At 55, at 75. Can I get a witness today? Let me tell you something, change is inevitable and, and the reality is that a lot of us in our society today, we try to hang on to the, to the things of yesteryear and the, the change that we oftentimes focus on is the outward appearance. Are you listening to me somebody? We focus on the outward appearance, but can I stop here to let you know today that the greatest change that we need is not our outdoor, outside appearance or our outward appearance or our physical appearance. The greatest change we need is an inward change. That's why the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 7, it says man looks on the outward, but God looks at the heart. Can I get a witness here today that God says if you really want to focus on change, don't really worry about the physical, worry about the spiritual. Because when you, when you focus on the spiritual change, it will show on the outside. Here we find in this passage, it's all about change. In fact, the Bible is all about change. Change is biblical. Change is biblical because even Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52, it says, I will show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but shall be changed in a twinkling of an eye. I'm so glad that God is changing me. I'm so glad that God is still working on me. That's why when we think about sanctification, it's the work of a lifetime because every day with Jesus, you're changing into his image. I'm so glad that God says, if you're committed to me, I will help you to change. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says, Says, but we all with open face beholding as in the glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as the spirit of the Lord God is still changing us change is inevitable and so when I look at the passage of scripture in Luke chapter 9 I see that a lot of changes are taking place 
Uh, if, if you go to the scripture, you will discover in Luke chapter 9, uh, verse 27 and verse 28, you would see that um, they are on a mountain. Hmm? Peter, James, and John, and Jesus, Jesus, they're on a mountain, and they called it the Mount Transfiguration. They are now experiencing a scenic change. Uh, it's a change because they're on the mountain. They got a mountain view. And on that mountain, you remember the story, Elijah and Moses came down on that. It was a scenic change but then they couldn't stay on they didn't stay on the mountain too long because the bible says uh, in verse 37 it happened on the next day when they had come down from the mountain and so watch this they had a scenic change an altitude change let me tell you something in life you will always experience a change not only did the disciples have this this change, this altitude change, the physical change, the atmospheric change, but now they are in a dilemma. For the Bible says, suddenly a man from the multitude cried out saying, teacher, I implore you, look on my son, for he is my only son. Mm. This man said, look at my son and behold, a spirit seizes him. Let me tell you something. This man, as he is introduced to us today, he wants a change in his family because it's hard to live with a demonic spirit or a demonic family member. Uh, it's hard to live with a family member who has a demonic spirit. I know I'm talking to somebody here today. It's hard to live with someone who has this demonic spirit. Listen, you think that person is normal? No. There's a demon in him. Listen, it's hard to live. This man was desperate for a change. He was desperate for a change and so he goes to the disciples because uh, he wants this change. He, he recognized that we can't live like this anymore. Oh my goodness. There's some families out there right now. You gotta, you know I'm telling the truth. You can't live like this anymore, arguing every day. You can't live like this anymore, stressed out day in and day out. You can't live like this anymore, worried about the bills and who's going to pay the bill. You can't live like this anymore. You don't know where your children are. You can't live like this anymore. Should you trust him or should you distrust him? You can't live like this anymore. I wish I know. I know I have some people here listening to me today. There's something going on in your life and you say, I can't live like it anymore. What do you do when you can't live like you're living now? Some people say, well, because I can't live like this, let me get rid of my life. Suicide. Some people say suicide is the answer. But suicide is not the answer. One lady, she said, I can't take it anymore. And so she closed the door, locked the door to her her, her bathroom door and she prepared to take her life because she didn't want to live like that anymore. And so this man who was desperate for a change, hear me today, he does something about it. And so he recognized that the disciples were there. And if the disciples were there, these were the individuals that walked with Jesus. If somebody were able to bring a word, it ought to be those who walked with Jesus. If somebody ought to bring some comfort, it ought to be those who walked with Jesus. But can I testify to you today that although you may, you may appear 
appear like you're walking with him if you're not committed to him you won't have power from him ah listen to me today because there's a lot of people they may look like and they may seem like but if they're not committed to him then the power will not be there i brought this my boy to the disciples and i recognize that uh the disciples could not cast this demon out uh, verse 40 so i implored your disciples to cast it out but they could not when i look at this text i shudder i shudder because the last time i checked the church is supposed to have power the last time I checked, the church is supposed to have a touch from God. That's why the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name, listen, I want to know, does God still have a people? A people who are ready to say, Lord, I'm going to humble myself and let your power come in. The last time I checked, the church is supposed to be a church that demonstrates the power of God because the Bible says when two or three are gathered in my name I'm in the midst the last time I checked the church is supposed to be powerful but I want to let you know that sometimes the church is not powerful because the people that comprise the church are not committed to God sometimes the church is not going forward because there's some folk in there that are going backwards hear me today the church is supposed to be a place where there's healing that takes place the church is supposed to be a place where people can confide in one another but let me tell you something right now there's some places and some church folk if you give them your your issues your issues will be on facebook if you give them your issues it'll be on twitter i wish i had somebody here today the church now is 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 limping the church doesn't express the power that god wants the church to express let me tell you something here today what god is saying god is saying if the church can only come together demons would flee if the church would only come together a power will take place some of you are saying well that's why i'm not a part of the church because i don't want to be a part of the, the stuff that goes on in the church i don't want to be a part of the church because the church is not reflecting god can i suggest to you today that the church is made up of people and god is expecting you to come along and be with him because where god is that's the church so when you say you don't want to be a part of the church you're saying i don't want to be a part of god change is inevitable and the bible says that that there was something going uh, going on with this man's son the son was foaming at the mouth the son had uh this this demonic spirit in him and the bible says it like this it says that um the man brought this boy to jesus brought it to the disciples first of course but then it didn't happen there was no power that took place now this man brought this boy to jesus and he says listen i implored your disciples but still the demon is still there i asked your disciples to do something about it but the demonic spirit is still there uh, i need some help because uh, this thing is bothering me and as he's coming the bible says he brings this boy finally to jesus and when you look at the text, the Bible says it like this. It says, um, Jesus, of course, says this, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and bear with you? Listen to the text. How long shall I be with you and bear with you? Then he says, bring the boy here. 
Now, I want us to take a pause right there and go to Mark chapter 9 that illustrates this same thing. The Bible is speaking now. Mark chapter 9. Listen to this. Verse 17. Right before is the same story. All three gospels bring out the same thing. And here in Mark chapter 9, Mark chapter 9, the Bible says it like this in verse uh, 17 it says then one of the crowd answered and said teacher i brought you my son here here's the word i brought you my son who has a mute spirit hear me today i brought you my son some translation translators commentators they look at this thing and they say well this is it, it represents a medical condition they, they say that uh, this father uh, brings this one commentary says it like this it says this is a common expression for medical examination and so when the word of god says i brought him to the disciples it's kind of like saying i'm bringing him to the, to the disciples so that he can be examined hear me today and so this this father watch this now he knew that the boy needed to be examined medically but then he understood that the boy also had a spiritual issue it was not only a medical issue but it was a spiritual issue he says listen i have a problem uh, this boy has a demon but look what jesus says in mark chapter 9 talking about the same story it says that they in verse 20 it says jesus says first of all bring him to me then they brought him to him they brought him to him verse 20 and when he saw him immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming at the mouth and verse 21 jesus says he asked this question i'm almost done jesus says uh, how long has this been happening to him this thing has been going on for a long time can i suggest to you today there's some demons that you're fighting with it's been going on for a long time there's some stuff that you're dealing with it's been going on for a long time not just five months but five years there's a lot of things that's going on in your life it's been going on for a long time and your you listen oh my goodness the word of god is powerful listen the stuff has been going on for a long time but i'm so glad that jesus says bring him to me i know you brought him to other folk but bring him here i want you to bring the boy here because i know that you're desperate for deliverance but what i'm finding in this text is that when the bible says it says they brought the boy to jesus and when they brought the boy to jesus jesus asked his father how long has this been happening the father said from a childhood so it leads me to the conclusion that when they brought the boy to jesus the father came too could it be that not only the boy who needed jesus could it be that the father needed him too and so as they were bringing the boy to jesus the father needed to be brought to jesus too you think you're bringing somebody else because somebody else has an issue maybe you ought to check yourself and you ought to go to jesus too Oh, it's in the text the text says it right here in verse 23 it says if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes and immediately the father of the child I'm trying to tell you that everybody needs help today the father of the child cried out and said with tears Lord I believe watch this 
but help my unbelief. In other words, I was a doubter. I needed some help, but I'm so glad, Jesus, you said I ought to bring my boy to you because I'm coming to you too. And I recognize that as I'm with you, my faith is not as strong as I want it to be. And so what Jesus does, oh my Jesus, I'm talking about Lily of the Valley Jesus, bright and morning star Jesus. What my Jesus does, he does a new thing. The Bible says in Luke chapter 9, same story, different book. The Bible says that in Luke chapter 9, it says in verse 42, it says, as he was still coming, the demon threw him down and convulsed him. But then Jesus does something. He rebuked the unclean spirit. He healed the, the, the child and gave him back to his father. I wish I, you had an understanding of what that means. I'm going to say it one more time. Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit spirit healed the child and gave him back to the father in other words jesus says you're desperate to be delivered you want deliverance let me rebuke the the, the unclean spirit let me take care of that demon in your life now let me heal the child and i'm going to bring him back to your care what jesus is saying he's saying i'm going to rebuke the demon i'm going to restore the family i'm going to rebuke the demon i'm going to heal the boy and bring him back to your care can i suggest to you today that when you're desperate to be delivered you got to understand that what god will do he'll take care of your issue and he'll heal your family what god will do he'll take care of whatever's going on in your life and he'll heal your family because the last time i checked if you want change you got to go to jesus Jesus, and God will change you, rearrange you, and put you in a spot so that you can testify and give glory to him. The Bible is not done, but the word of God says it like this. It says that when Jesus healed the boy, when Jesus did his miracle, the word of God says, and they were all amazed. Verse 43. Can I suggest to you today that when God does stuff, you're just amazed you're amazed of his glory you're amazed that he took time to speak to you can I suggest to you today that I'm so amazed. I'm amazed at what my God can do. You remember that girl, that lady who locked the door, who said enough is enough. She said, I got to kill myself because I can't take it anymore. There was a knock at her door. She said, I'm not going to listen to that knock because I know that I just want to end my life. But there was a knock at the door and the knock was persistent. The knock kept on going. The knock was irritating. I'm so glad that God irritates us every now and then. The not, and so she said let me go and answer the door and once I answer the door I'm going to go back to do what I'm going to do. But when she answered the door there was a man there that said I just stopped by to let you know that God loves you. That God he loves you. He has a plan for you. And that lady she changed her mind because now she understood that there's a God in heaven that he's up high but he looks down low and he knows the circumstance of every soul I'm desperate to be delivered because the God I serve he changes us changes our altitude because we'll get a scenic change Oh, you don't believe me today? The Bible says those who died in Christ will rise again a scenic change. They'll get a physical change. Because, oh my goodness, I wish I had somebody here who could testify. I'm trying to let you know that when you serve God, we change. Because now we're changed into his image. Thank you, Jesus, for still changing us. I'm desperate. To be delivered and if you're watching right now and you're desperate to be delivered all you got to do is call upon the name of Jesus 
The Bible says that when you call upon the name of Jesus, he hears you where you are. So right now, wherever you are, you need to call upon the name of, the, of Jesus and God will take care of you. I'm not saying that things will be smooth. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is that God will give you a new mindset. Let this mind be in Christ that was also in Christ. Can I guess? Be in me that was also in Christ Jesus. Listen, what I'm saying to you is that when you accept Jesus, God will give you a changed mind, a changed understanding. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for letting us know that you're still in the changing business. And Father, we believe, God, that like this man who brought his only son to you to be changed, not only did his son experience deliverance, but the father experienced change too. Because the father said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. He needed change, a changing thought pattern. And after seeing that miracle, I believe he also, also echoed what was echoed in the text among the believers, and that is they were all amazed. And Father, I pray that as we submit to you, that we too, Lord, will have a changed mind and we could testify and say we are amazed at the power of God. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Were you blessed by this message? Yes, yes. We just like to thank Pastor Henry once again for letting the Spirit use him. At this moment, we're going to close. But before we close, remember, remember, if you're interested in a Bible study, if you need special prayer, or are you ready to give your all to God, please text the number on the screen. Please text this number on the screen so someone can text you and get a hold of you. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this service today. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for the message, Lord, that you can take nothing. You can take a little bit and make it much. Father, continue to keep us now, we pray. Bless us on this beautiful Sabbath day. And Lord, continue to be with our family members and friends. We ask this all only in the precious blood and name of Jesus. Amen. Get ready for the Daughter of Zion Keep the Faith Revival, taking place Wednesday, March 31st to Saturday, April 24th, hosted by Pastor Leonard Newton. Some of our country's most prolific speakers will bring forth the Word of God, featuring Pastor Dion Henry speaking March 31st, April 2nd and April 3rd. Chaplain Alexis Madrid speaking April 7th, 9th and 10th. Pastor Double Air Snell speaking April 14th, 16th and 17th. And Pastor Marvin Clark will end our revival by presenting the word on April 21st, 23rd and 24th. If you are looking for a mighty move of God in your life, Join us at the Keep the Faith Revival.